Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to be talking about backfields that you guys should be avoiding for fantasy football. I made a similar video a couple months ago, but a lot has changed. We obviously had the NFL draft, there was more free agent signings, and so I'm going to be talking about some different teams that I didn't mention in that earlier video. If you guys watch this video and find yourself enjoying the content, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That really helps support me a lot. Then also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Are you guys also going to be avoiding these backfields? Or maybe do you think you should be targeting some of these players? Let me know and give me your reasoning and I'll respond back to you. But let's get right into it. The first backfield that I'm going to be avoiding this year for fantasy is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it is just because there are too many backs involved. You've got Fournette, Rojo, Giovanni Bernard, and potentially Keyshawn Vaughn. All those guys should have some role in this offense. And normally it's worthwhile to take a shot on a running back from one of these you know, explosive high scoring offenses. The Bucks are likely to be top five in points per game, but I still just don't think it's worth it. I think some of these players are really solid for best ball, you know, because you don't have to pick them on a week to week basis, but definitely not for season long where you're actually having to start them in your lineup. I split the three main backs for net, Rojo and Geo into three kind of different roles. For Ronald Jones, I think he is the best peer runner of the bunch, but really has no receiving upside. I mean, the man kind of has bricks for hands. And then for Fournette, I think he is the most well-rounded back. He can get it done on the ground, maybe not as well as Rojo, but he is definitely a better receiver. I'd say overall, he's probably an average receiver from the running back position. And then he's also a solid red zone back. And then Giovanni Bernard is the clear top receiving option. I think he's basically going to be Tom Brady's James White in this Buccaneers offense, which could actually have some value. But overall, I just don't think anyone is going to receive enough of a workload in this offense for you to confidently start them in your lineup. But what's even worse is that I don't think any of these guys are going to have consistent work on a week-to-week basis. Last year, we saw Bruce Arians ride at the hot hand at the running back position. Rojo played a much bigger role in the regular season. You know, Fournette was kind of looking like a bust was not playing well, but then Fournette totally took over in the playoffs once Rojo had an injury. There would be games where Ronald Jones would get the first possession, he'd be out there on the first drive, and then he'd fumble, and then you wouldn't see him for like four or five drives after that. So that's just something you don't want to be involved in if you have to rely on these guys. If all three of these running backs are able to stay healthy, I'm expecting Ronald Jones and Fournette to finish fairly close together in attempts and total yards. I would expect Rojo to probably have a little bit more rushing attempts and a little bit more work on the ground, but then Fournette would probably have some more receiving work, but I think overall it would balance out and they'd get similar usage. I just don't see either of them having enough of an involvement in the receiving game to really have much of a ceiling. I think for either of these guys to be a successful start in your lineup, they'd probably need to rush for like 80 yards and a touchdown, and I just don't know how often that's going to happen when they're both competing for those touches. Also, the Bucks have shown a willingness to pass from the goal line. You know, they're not trying to pound it in every time they're in the red zone. They have top red zone targets with Gronk and Mike Evans, and they're probably going to be passing for 40 plus touchdowns, which obviously doesn't bode well when you have three running backs in the mix who need to be getting into the end zone. Also, this trio of running backs for net Rojo and Geo are all free agents next year. They all have one year left on their contracts. And Keyshawn Vaughn is the only player signed through next season. So, you know, if he's able to make the team, 
I'm guessing they're also going to want to see what they have out of him. So he's probably going to have at least a little bit of work in this offense as well. So to wrap it up, there's just too many people in this offense for me to really want to invest for fantasy. The next team I want to talk about is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if you have been watching my videos for a long time, you guys know that I was a huge James Robinson fan before the NFL draft happened. But ever since the Jaguars went out and picked Travis Etienne, I've been totally off of this Jaguars backfield. I think right now, Travis Etienne is one of the most overvalued fantasy players. He's being picked, you know, just a couple spots after Mike Davis, and he's being picked before Miles Gaskin. Mike Davis and Miles Gaskin basically have a monopoly over their entire backfield, and Travis Etienne is not even close to that. I see ETN having a really solid control over the receiving work, and he's definitely going to get some of the carries. I mean, he's a first-round pick, so you know he's going to be involved, but he's still going to have James Robinson and Carlos Hyde involved on the ground and in the red zone. So even though this Jaguars offense is improved, it's unlikely that they're a top 16 offensive unit. So, you know, if James Robinson isn't going to get receiving work, I just don't think this offense is going to be explosive enough for him to have a lot of value. So I really just don't see any running back in this lineup having enough upside for me to justify buying them at their current ADPs. The last team I'm going to talk about is the New York Jets. And there was a time when I was interested in Michael Carter. You know, I thought he had a shot at taking over that RB1 role, but I'm fairly off that train now. The Jets have at least four running backs who are likely to see touches this year. You have Michael Carter, Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, and LaMichael Pirine. New head coach Robert Sala has talked openly about favoring a backfield by committee. It doesn't seem like he wants to choose a workhorse out of these guys. This is a quote from him about using multiple RBs. He said, the league is changing some. I do think when you come at them in waves, it's a lot harder on defense when you're able to wear them down. So that's referring to, you know, using two or three running backs to just kind of sub them in, keep those backs fresh and wear down the defense. Then he continued by saying, there are some guys, Derrick Henry still does it. There's a few of those. If you have one, you have one, but you never want to force the issue. You want to share the load and give these guys more of a chance to have longevity in their careers because feeding them the ball that much can also be a negative. So, I mean, he's basically flat out saying he does not want to give one specific running back a ton of usage. This strategy is pretty similar to what the 49ers did. They like to have a bunch of running backs sharing the load. And so it seems like Robert Sala wants to bring that here to the Jets. And then he also quickly talked about each running back on the roster. He said Tevin Coleman is explosive and fast. You've got LaMichael Pirine, who's big, a big power back, and that can get downhill in a hurry. Obviously, Michael Carter is a very agile, quick back. And then he said Ty Johnson is explosive. So when I hear that, it seems like he's expecting every running back to have their own role on this offense. The Jets are definitely improving. They've added to their offensive line. They obviously have a new franchise quarterback, some new weapons, but I still think they're gonna be a bottom 10 offense. And so I just don't believe there's gonna be any value here in a low scoring offense with a running back committee. So I'm not gonna be drafting any of these Jets running backs this year. All right, so those are the three backfields that I'm gonna be avoiding for fantasy this year. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jacksonville Jaguars and New York Jets. Let me know down below, do you agree that we should be avoiding these backfields or are you actually going to be targeting some of these players? Let me know your reasoning. I like to hear your guys' perspectives. Then also, if you enjoyed this video, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. I would really appreciate it. But that's all I have for you guys today. 
Thank you so much for stopping by, watching, and listening. I really appreciate it, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.